Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, David Sir Burzwallow the Third Berlin. Huh? Oh, yeah. You're making up a, a name for me now? Yeah, I fancied it up there. I made you real fancy. Word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's your classic. I feel name. like it, and I gotta be all, gotta speak all proper now. Mm-hmm. Mm, English accent. Hello, everyone. Word. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Uh, speaking of classy, Dave, I've been trying to decide whether something is uh, classy or not mm. uh, for the, the whole week, basically, so far. Um, I can help you with that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm classy. Good. It revolves around the public bathroom. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Dave, we- not much, not much classy activity happens in public bathrooms. Well, we we've spoke of bathroom etiquette on the show before. Um, me and me and Justin on March six, uh, we we discussed whether or not the idea of bringing food into the bathroom, even though it was in God. its bag, Ew. was proper bathroom etiquette. Nope. And then taking it further, putting it on the floor beside you while you're in the stall. Um, we decided that no, no, that is not proper etiquette. You cannot do that. You can't do that. Nope. Well, I've got a new one, Dave. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm here to pose this question to you. Here we go. I'll set it up. Uh, I went to use the bathroom the other day. I'm standing at the urinal when all of a sudden beside me, I hear, yeah, I know. Wait, what? And I was like, what? Me being lost in my thoughts, I was really confused. I didn't know what was going on there for a second. I'm I'm using the bathroom, sure. and I'm like, well, obviously he, he can see my feet. Why does he have to tell me this? He I, I know this. What what's going on here? Then about a second later, I hear him continue on. He's like, yeah. So like four on Saturday, is that a Jeff's? Yeah. Word. And I realize this guy is sitting on the toilet, a public toilet talking to another human being on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As he's talking, oh, other geez. people are walking in. There's toilets flushing. People are getting paper towels. There's water running. And I, I sort of wondered if, like, the person on the other side of the phone, what they were thinking, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like they had to know. There's no way that they didn't hear that stuff going on. It's not like they're like, "Hey, I agree. Did you, did you, did you suddenly start working, change jobs? Are you working in a uh, a public uh, uh, a, a public transit now? Like, they, they, there's nothing. No, no. So I personally debated this topic in my head, uh, and at first I was like, "What a sick freak that deserves to be thrown in jail. That is disgusting. Word. Never." Never ever. Jeez. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, "Ben, let's take a step back. Have you ever been mm-hmm. on the phone when you were on the toilet? Be honest." And yeah, yeah, I gotta say, I have. I gotta I say, have. yeah, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. I can't lie about it, Dave. It's happened. Girl, come on. 
have ever done it in a yep. public bathroom? No. Nope. Because I'd be like, man, mm. these people will think I'm insane, yes. right? So I hold off in a public bathroom. But I've done it in a non-public bathroom. So I'm like, what's different here? Can I judge this feller for doing the same thing in a public bathroom? Nope. And I was like, no. I don't I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I, I'm not judging you. I think for me, the fact is that you know, it has to, it has to, it depends on the type of person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Is it immediate relative, you know, and it's kind of like an urgent thing? Is it a job interview? Um, it, Wait, what? Yeah, would you <laughs> would you have a toilet flushing? Oh, what's your that? Job interview? I can't hear you. You're gonna have to speak up. The guy beside me, he's really hey, loud hey, over there. Hey, random guy, stop washing your hands. It's, it's good lord. I'm trying to think about this process in this interview. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. I see. You got to judge the moment. So true. He's doing the same thing we've all done. He's just got the moxie to put it out there. So, yeah. really, I decided, you know, I think we have to applaud him. I mean, it's gross. Yeah. But at the same time. He's multitasking. Honest, you know. He's gross, but <laughs> honest. You know, it, it's like a person now i will it's it's like a person that will be talking to you and uh just pick their nose right in front of you ew and you're like what the and you're like hey i do it when you're not around so might as well do it while while you're watching you know that's that's the best i'm sorry that's the best analogy i could think of Girl, come on. it's another bodily function but that's all i could think of i thought about analogies for a long time this one really racked my brain this one, I, I couldn't think of one. Okay. And because of that, Dave, here's the sad part. I didn't come up with a good segue into the show because I was trying to think of an analogy. So do you just want to fire up the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just get fired up while talking on the phone to someone, and then we'll fire up the show. Okay, okay, there we go. There we go. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Dave, we've got the Vagabonds on the show today. Yes! Band originally yeah, came from Auburn, Alabama. Now they're in Nashville. They just recently came out with their fifth, count it, one, two, three, four, five, fifth album titled oh, V. They used a Roman numeral there. It's, it, it means a couple things. It's V for Vagabonds. It's five. It's a bunch of v stuff. V for five. Um, I get it. I'm down with that. That's right. We're going to be talking to their lead singer, Danny. I'm excited about it. We've got great tunes from them. Uh, but first, Dave, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. Let's do it. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Um, this isn't your wheelhouse, but it's a pretty famous it's person. Okay. So, I don't know, though. Sting was pretty famous. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, born on October 9th. Did you go back, by the way, and listen to Sting? Did you... Did you try out some Sting songs? No. Ah, okay. Yeah. Get, get there. Yet. Write it down. Things to do. Making, Sting songs. Making a note right now. There we go. Uh, you got your pen, right? I got my pen. I'm ready to wave it around. I'm typing it. Good, good. Sting, what's what's your go-to song? Uh, Fields of Gold. You got to be in a relaxed mood. Get in a relaxed Fields mood when gold. you watch it. Wait, nice. Can you hear this, listeners? Night, we go. Nice Sunday afternoon jam would be where you'd want to listen to that. Anyways, born on October 9, 1940 in Liverpool, England. Our birthday suit wearer's middle name was Winston. 
named after the prime minister at the time of England, Winston Churchill. At the age oh, of 16, my guess. his aunt bought Wait, how him. how was this? What, when was this guy born? 1940. 1940, okay. Yep. At the age of 16, his aunt bought him a guitar. His aunt didn't tell his mother because his mother didn't like how her son thought he would become famous off of music. Our birthday suit wearer then met Paul McCartney, mm. another musician, and asked him to join the band. McCartney recommended his friend George Harrison to join the band, and in 1960, they changed their name to The Beatles. Their first... John si- Lennon. John Lennon is correct. Yes, indeed. There you go. I, ma- I made up for it a little bit. A little bit. You got it there. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, so, obviously, a Beatle. They came out with several albums. Crazy amount of albums in the amount of time that they released these albums. So, in a, the matter of seven years, they came out with uh, uh, Help. Uh, they came out with uh, Please Please Me. They came out with A Hard Day's Night. They came out with Beatles for Sale. They came out with Rubber Soul. They came out with Revolver. They came out with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They came out with Magic Mystery Tour, The White Album, Yellow Submarine, and Abbey Road. Jeez. What? Jeez. In seven years. Good Lord. That's That's ridiculous. Then they disbanded, and he came up with a solo album called Imagine, went up to number one on the Billboard chart. That's a fact. Uh, sadly, birthday suit wearer was murdered uh, December 8, 1980. But obviously, RIP. being a member of the Beatles, being John Lennon, always remembered that guy. He's immortal. So true. Birthday today. Happy birthday, John Lennon. There Happy we go. Happy birthday, sir. Dave, as you know... I made a solemn promise to the listeners that I would not leave a topic unaddressed. That's a fact. If there was a topic that we, we did. did not fully address, we would go back to it, and we get to those half-digested topics in a segment we call Previously on the Doc G Show. Previously on the Doc G Show. Dave, we were doing shout-outs last week when we had some listens from Orange, Connecticut. I told you I had never heard of Orange, and I needed to know why it was named Orange. So first of all, a little background on Orange, Connecticut. It's got about 14,000 people, so not that big, but it's also not not that spaced out, so 14,000 is a a pretty good amount. Uh, Orange, Connecticut, headquarters, Pez Candies. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone loves a good Pez. So if you want Pez, you head to Orange. That's right. Uh, Also, Yale Nursing School is in the town. It's in the town limits of Orange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Lastly, Kristen Greist, the first woman to graduate from Army Ranger School, is from Orange. That's a fact. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Very, very diverse little city. There. there you go. So why is it called Orange? Apparently, it was named after William the Third of England, who was the Prince of Orange, which is this area in southern France. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Side note: that's also who the college William and Mary is named after. That's the William. Same William. So true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a pretty famous dude. Yeah. Yeah, so the, well, the, the, the uh, territory that was in que- the orange 
uh, territory of Orange. After William died, he had no heirs. Nope. So they didn't really know who it was passed off to. And now, apparently, the royal family uh, of the Dutch, they get the title now. Hmm. Yeah. So they have a they they have a prince or princess of orange. So right now we have Princess okay. Katharina Amelia of the Netherlands. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Orange. Bet you didn't know that. That's there you go. We followed up. Now we're all a little bit smarter. Yeah, well, next time your your friends like, "Oh man, I got stuck in Orange, Connecticut." You're like, "Oh my god, that place named after William the 3rd?" Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, did you know? Did you get any Pez while you were there? Exactly. Mm, love Pez. Nice. Dave, are you ready? Me too. Rip some headlines. Rip it, doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, here we go. Uh, Dave, the first story is uh, from the Daily Mail UK. That's right. Dave, there's a livestock mystery going on in Oregon. Yeah. What, what? happened to him? A couple weeks ago, a dead bull showed up in a ravine. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. It was dead. It hadn't been shot. Hadn't been attacked by predators. But all its blood was gone. Its tongue was missing, and its testicles were gone. Ew. A vampire. Mm, that's a good guess. A few days later, a bull was found about 1.5 miles away. Same condition. No tracks. No tracks. Hmm. Pretty, mm. pretty scary. Pretty scary. Deputy Dan Jenkins is leading the investigation. And uh, he's had a lot of ideas sent to him by people around the area trying to give him... Uh, you know, leads on this uh, story. And uh, he he mentioned a couple in the news story, and uh, this is my favorite. One person told him to look for craters underneath the bull that would indicate that the bull had been levitated into a spaceship, mutilated, and then dropped back to ground. So true. So Goodness gracious! I don't. I don't think. I don't. That's that's worse than my vampire idea. I don't think Dan followed up on that idea. Um. I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I do have to ask what would I aliens will. want with bull testicles? Hmm. Like or bull tongue. Like really, what are they what are they going to do with that? Seriously, a group of aliens I heard it's a delicacy in some places. They're going to cruise all the way across the galaxy and then the only thing they're going to take as a souvenir is some bull testicles. And they're like, "You know what? All right. Better take these." Amen. This is pretty this is pretty cool, right? No, that's not what aliens are going to do. Get yourself together. Uh, Deputy Dan Jenkins did say if anyone has concrete information hmm. or knows of any cases that have ever been soft in the past, that would definitely be helpful. I <laughs> like guys. Hey, if anybody, <laughs> anybody knows how this was solved in the past so they could just tell me that, that would help. That's if you, yeah, help me do my job. Yeah. Um, Dan, I don't know who did it. Nope. But I can I can tell you how you can stop this. Word. Uh, if you pair each bull up with a guard llama. So true. Whatever is attacking Bam. those bulls, definitely stop. Safe. Yep. We all know the power of a guard llama. And Dave, I would like to make an announcement. I'm making a very uh, short theme song 
for guard llamas. Say what? Uh, I don't even oh, know if you could call it a theme song. Word. It might be maybe uh, more like a theme sound. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried to get it finished before the show this week, but I just had too much stuff. I was juggling too much stuff. Okay. I didn't get it finished. But next week, be prepared. Guard llama sounds. They're Couple coming. Of guard llama bars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Dave, our next story is from clickorlando.com. Click. Oh, um, my favorite. Do you think when you're older, you'll ever have the urge mm-hmm. to take a class? Hmm. Like an educational um, class. I'm, I'm going to say no, Doc. Okay. I'm, I'm done with classes. Okay, well, Derek Marlowe in, in Florida, he had that urge, apparently. He had mm-hmm. that urge. Uh, the 51-year-old man... Uh, wanted to continue his education. Last week, he decided to take a class. Uh, there were a couple problems with the class he decided to take. Uh, okay. It was a high school class that he wasn't invited to, and he showed up extremely drunk, mm. uh, and it was 8.45 in the morning. Nice. So. Wow, that is impressive. <laughs> So Derek. On all, on all fronts. So Derek was cruising down the road on his bicycle. When uh, he apparently decided, you know what? Why not just cruise into Spruce Creek High School? That's right. And so uh, apparently the safety and security team wasn't really up to snuff because nobody stopped him. The only person, uh, the guy like directing traffic saw him cruise in and he like radioed in was like, hey, there, there's a weirdo on a bike coming towards the school. Hmm. Just thought I'd give somebody a heads up on that. Nobody really did anything. Nope. Um, so even even still, uh, Derek shouldn't have been able to get into a classroom, but somebody apparently had left the classroom and came back, and they had just left it cracked, so a door was open. Mm-hmm. So he just, he just cruised mm-hmm. into the door. He found one that was cracked, walked in. And uh, the teachers told the deputies uh, that reported he saw Marlo walk into the class, but at first, he thought it was somebody he knew. Wait, what? So he didn't say anything. And this, this is my favorite. Wait, the teacher thought he was someone he knew? Yeah, yeah. So he saw him out of, like, the corner of his eye, and he's like, oh, that's Bob, you know, or whoever he thought it was. Oh, my gosh. And uh, this is my favorite part. The teacher found out it was not someone he knew when Marlo started asking questions about the pictures on the wall. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently Marlo just just sort of charged into the conversation. Was like, "Hey, who's that? Hmm. Is that the Thomas Jefferson? Is that somebody's Thomas uncle? Jefferson. I can't tell. It's just, anyways. Marlo was charged with trespassing on school grounds, campus disruption, and disorderly conduct. Oh. Oh, poor guy." Yeah, well, maybe... Just trying to get some knowledge. Maybe, you know, maybe he can, he can get some knowledge in in, in a uh, more sober time. Word. Maybe. Dave, this next story comes from WAFB Channel 9. Uh, so, have you ever been gored by a buffalo? Hmm. I don't know what gored means, so... Uh, I've never been in contact with a buffalo. Oh, nope. Attacked Mm-mm. and only only eaten a buffalo. Attacked and damaged with their their horns. The the horns do oh, the goring. God. Yeah. Um, God, that sounds. 
I'd imagine Painful. it's not a good feeling. Nope. Um, no. Well, Kyler Burgess uh, had a buffalo attack him at uh, at Antelope Island State Park in June, which mm-hmm. seems like it would have been an antelope that attacked him, but apparently it's not a one-animal park, so nope. a buffalo attacked him. <laughs> uh, recently, after he had recovered from the buffalo gore, he called up his girlfriend and was like, hey... You know that place? Uh, you know what place is awesome? Hmm. And a place where you definitely don't have to worry about buffalo gorings? Antelope Island. <laughs> we should we should go there. Nope. And he took his girlfriend to the park where he was gored by a buffalo. Girl, come on. And you'll never guess what happened. His girlfriend was gored by a buffalo. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. <laughs> the story said Jeez. now that the girlfriend is recovering from the attack, the two are able to laugh about their extremely unlock unlucky odds. Wait, what? Wow. And I gotta say, if I was the girlfriend, I would not be laughing. And if no. at first when I was thinking about this, I was like, I'd be so mad if I was the girlfriend. I'd be like, you brought me to the same park that you were attacked in and I was attacked? What did you think was gonna happen? But then right. I was like, wait a second. The girlfriend can't really get mad because she definitely knew that this was the park before they yeah. went. She could have easily been like... I agreed to it. She could have been like, listen, Kyler, you you were gored in that park. I'd prefer not to be gored. So and true. it's obvious that you're a magnet for goring, so I'm going to pass on the park today. No park for me. Nope. Pass, Kyler. Like, she could have done that. <laughs> she did not do that. Yeah. So she, she doesn't really have... Uh, she's going to have to laugh it off. They're both going to have to laugh at each other. So true. Uh, and this is my last... While, while resting and recovering. This is my last observation on buffalo uh, goring. Uh, is it just me, or do buffaloes seem like you could juke them right out of their buffalo socks? Hmm. Like... Oh, yeah. They don't seem very agile. I mean, especially laterally agile. Nimble. I mean, I get it. They're yeah. big. They can run pretty fast. But couldn't you sort of pull, like, a, a matador stunt on them? Like, you know, just sort of... Yeah, seems like they have, like, a very narrow base. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was in that situation, I would definitely be gored by the buffalo. So true. I'm just saying a normal human being with normal agility should be able to spring out of the way. I feel like it. I'm just... Yeah, just just something I noticed. Anyways, Dave, are you ready for a headline? Just a headline. Give it to me. Okay, this is uh, from Daily News. Quote... Man whose legal name is Sexy Vegan allegedly sexually assaults a dog. Wait, End what? Quote. Yep. Uh, yep. Mm. Yep. So he's not gonna. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, not gonna do anything to uh, cooked meats, I guess. But he's not gonna eat them. But he can't. That's about yeah. all he can say. Uh, Dave, here's an ultra Goodness Texas gracious. story. From USA Today. Amen. Okay. So 72-year-old Dallas man was sleeping, and around 5 a.m., he woke up uh, to someone trying to break into his storage shed. Wait, what? Uh, Well, the man, 72-year-old man, grabbed his gun and went outside and yelled to the person that he'd shoot if the person came any closer to his house. Mm. According to the Dallas man, the suspected uh, burglar did come closer. So he fired his gun at him. Jeez. Then the burglar ran off, and while running, 
The 72-year-old man fired another shot that he told officials the second shot was just uh, off in the distance. Wasn't really directed at anybody. Hmm. And uh, apparently, the 72-year-old dude was like, well, that settles that. And he went back to sleep. What? Uh, yeah. He was tired, Doc. He, he was tired. He went to sleep for two more hours, and he woke up, and he looked outside and was like, hmm. It's funny. I don't remember a large black bag at the end of my yard. Uh, turns out the large black bag uh, was actually the man he killed. Wait, what? Uh, so then he called 911 mm. and told them he was a victim of a crime and that medical help was needed. Girl, come on! Gotta say, that's an interesting way he reported that to 911. Uh, now, the more yeah. important thing to me is how do you go back to sleep if Thunder. Well, he got the guy. He's safe now. If thunder <laughs> wakes me up, it takes me like 20 minutes and a rerun of Frasier before I can get back to sleep. So true. This guy walks outside, is getting robbed, possibly shoots somebody that he doesn't know if he did or not, and is like, whew, all righty, back to sleep. I need to be well-rested for my retired life. It's pretty important. Like, what? Girl, come on. It's crazy. To, to be able to sleep through it, man, that... And, like, not have your adrenaline going. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like nothing. That guy's just a stone cold. Just went back two hours and was like, all right, see what's going on now. Oh, there's the dead guy in my yard. Like, what? It's crazy. Crazy. Dave, this next story comes from CNN. Uh, you've been down to Fort Lauderdale recently, right? Fairly recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have uh, electric scooters. For the last year and mm -hmm. a half, they have taken over the sidewalks and roads. It's an infestation, Dave. That's right. They've got the brand Bird, Bolt, and Lime. So I'll give it to them. They are great because they have zero emissions. That's good, right? You drive around, you're sure. not wasting yep. any gas. You're just zipping around, no problem. Uh, but there's a couple problems. One, there's no order to where you put these things when you finish, right? People just throw them wherever mm -hmm. they stop. It doesn't matter. They're right. just like, done, throw it in your yard. Yeah, they get to their destination, and yeah, they park it. Yeah, so like literally you can walk outside of your house, and there can be like six scooters sitting in your yard, and you're like, oh, yeah. Girl, come on. So, uh, and obviously, too, they, uh, most people that use these, they, they don't know how to actually drive them at all, nope. right? They've never tried one, mm -hmm. and half the time they're trying to take selfies while they're doing it, like, oh, my God, I'm on a scooter. <laughs> Who's used one of these things, right? And they run into a wall. Jeez. So, uh, they're, they're understandably frustrating to the citizens of Fort Lauderdale. And this past week, the police found out that there was one guy that really doesn't like scooters. Word. Dave, if I told you that this guy that really doesn't like scooters was a cranky uh, old white man, would you be surprised at all? Hmm. Nope. I would not. Okay. So he just you know, he probably didn't have the balance for it either. That's <laughs> he's jealous that he he can't ride them. So well, so police started getting reports of disabled and vandalized scooters in the area, hmm. and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the two main things that people were noticing were that the QR code had been covered up, or the brakes had been cut. What? 
So police started to stake out the area where the vandalism happened. They actually made a sting for electric scooters. That's right. And so they were were watching Saturday and Sunday, and they saw Randall Williams. And Randall Williams left his apartment, and that's when he started committing scooter sabotage. (laughs) The police report said he walked the neighborhood in, quote, a stealthy fashion. Utilizing the shadows and alleyways to conceal his movements. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And just in the two days that the police were watching him, they saw him vandalize 16 scooters. Girl, come on! Yeah. Damn, that's a busy night. So, I mean, covering up the QR, uh, QR codes, that's mischievous. And it sucks for the scooter company. But the brakes being cut... That's a different story. I mean, how many folks has Randall Williams killed from cutting the brakes on these these electric scooters? Mm, Did the police check into point. that? Because, like, I mean, that's a little bit how more serious. Injuries? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, Randall was arrested on criminal mischief, resisting officers, and loitering and prowling. What a charge, am I right? Prowling. (laughs) Prowling. You don't get much more creepy than being a prowler. Uh, Let's check. Well, that just goes along with his hiding in the shadows. Exactly. Back alleys. Exactly. (laughs) He is a prowler, man. Man. Dave, this next story comes from Fox Channel 5 in Washington, D.C. Okay. Let me ask you a question straight up here. Would you expect fresh orange juice... That does not come out of the fountain drink dispenser at a restaurant to have free refill refills. Hmm. So it doesn't come out of the machine. No. Then that means no re- no refills. There you go. There you go. Ding ding ding. Correct. Yes! Well, apparently, a family dining at IHOP in Asheville, North Carolina, definitely thought that was not mm-hmm. the case, right? So well, you think that IHOP should have unlimited? Not when they're lunches. not when they're pumping out the sweet fresh stuff, man. What? All right, and we all know IHOP has the sweet fresh stuff. That's what they do. Nope. They do that in Adams Family promotions. Word. Anyways, um, they had their meal and they had several glasses of orange juice. Apparently, when they received their bill, they noticed they had to pay. For each refill. Well, uh, the the group became irate. They became so irate that they started damaging the property of IHOP. And then... Wow. Wait, what? When the manager came out to be like, hey, stop destroying my restaurant, he was assaulted. What? He was assaulted by this group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so the ash... Dude, that's... I'm... <laughs> Uh, you know, with me working in a restaurant, I've always like, like sometimes you just see awkward interactions between like customers and the manager, and like sometimes they just get the worst stuff said to them. Yeah, they got. But take I've it. never seen anything like that, and they just have to sit there and take it. Yeah, well, this- could you imagine like this guy like? Hey, stop messing it up. And then they're like, "All right, we're gonna mess you yeah, up now." I was about to they're say, this like, guy round guy cracks roundhouse. The Asheville police, they had a pretty groundbreaking statement after this occurred. They said, quote, 
We never want to see anyone injured, especially over a bill at a restaurant. Word. I'm going to have to say, solid stance, Asheville police. Nicely done. Yep. We can all we can all get behind that. i got to be honest. It'd be a little weird if they came out and they were like, you know what? Obviously, we're glad they beat the out of this IHOP employee. Yeah, he totally deserved, deserved it. it. Why didn't the server tell him there was no free what? refills? So, yeah. So, <laughs> I've, got, I've got two comments. I'm pretty positive that somewhere on that menu, they have it listed that orange juice refills cost the same price. I'm pretty positive it has to be on the menu. Well, well, maybe, but it's just like if you get, like, root beer that's in the bottle, you know, and you say, like, we only have in the bottle, is that okay? Like, Yeah, it's implied. For every single it's implied. One Second, yeah. each juice is 16 ounces, and it costs $3. Granted, that's pretty expensive, but how many real refills yeah. did they have? Like... Four glasses? Did you have 64 ounces of orange juice? Hmm. And even if you did, that's only $12. You're willing to commit assault yeah. over $12 of juice? But what if it's a family of four? So then you're up to 48. 48. Plus your food. And then then that, This may be an $80 bill we're talking about now. Then you got to. It's totally <laughs> worth, worth mayhem then. You got to cause it. Yeah. Obviously. Kick that manager's butt. All right. We're going to take a break and hear from our guest of honor. We are going to hear from the Vagabonds. This is Party with Strangers. Ooh. Last night I wrote a verse to a song But I woke up this morning and it was gone When I start to think about it, you and that verse are the same You're both gone and damn it's a shame Yeah, you're both gone and damn it's a shame Today there was a melody in my head Turns out it was your favorite song by the dead When I start to think about it, you and that melody same. You're both taking and damn it's a shame Yeah, you're both taking and damn it's a shame Now you're out partying with strangers And drinking clear liquor on the hood of a car I should've known that I could never change you You speak your mind and you follow your heart Yeah, you speak your mind and you follow your heart 
Tonight I saw you out in a crowd Under someone else's arm you look so proud I didn't know the folks you were around I decided not to wave, I just sat back down I didn't even wave, I just sat back down Turned around Yeah, you turned around Yeah, you turned around Cause now you're out partying with strangers Been drinking clear liquor on the hood of a car I should've known And we are back here on the Doc uh, G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Hmm. Guys, stop what you're doing Mm -hmm. on any of your streaming apps. Mm -hmm. Look up the Doc G Show. Oh. Download us. Mm. Listen to us. Mm. Rate us. Nice. Like it. What? Leave a comment. O- only do it. Only rate us if it's going to be positive. Only leave a comment if it's going to be positive. I can't take negatives. That's, fact. That's I can't do it. So nope. yeah, please don't he's do sen- that. He's sensitive, guys. I will fall apart and cry the rest of my life away. So don't do that. But thank you. If you if you have a negative comment, go to the www.thedocgshow.com. Find his email. <laughs> email him mean comments. No. Girl, come on. Don't do that. That is ridiculous, Dave. Don't incite riots here, Dave. Unnecessary. <laughs> uh, Dave, are you ready? We're going we're gonna to go on to shout-outs. We're going to see who listened to us. Shout it out. Let's uh, see who listened to us this week. So as you know, I've split it up into three now. Regulars, semi-regulars, newcomers. Here we go. Uh, regulars. Shout-out, Columbia, South Carolina. Shout-out, Cox. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Go, Cox. Uh, Shout-out, ATL, Hotlanta. Thank you for the listens. There we go. Shout-out. Radford, Virginia, home of the Highlanders. Thank you for listening. Yes, sir. Shout out out to Kenner, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, regular. Regulars. Right right outside of uh, the old New Orleans. Yeah. And of course, shout out to Genoa and Mozambique. Of course. Shout out. Of course. Mm -hmm. Our peeps. Uh, Okay, let's go to semi regulars. Semi regulars. Here we go. Okay. Shout out to Seattle. They're they're teetering, Dave. They're teetering. Shout out. They're teetering. PP, step your game up. Here we go. Shout out to Charleston, South Carolina. They're teetering as well. They're teetering right there. Shout out. Uh, you guys, come on, just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Shout out. Here's the last one that's teetering as well. Charlotte. I I could have probably put them ah. as regulars, but 
I, I want to give him some incentive yeah. to keep listening. Keep listening, yeah. Charlotte. I I see what you're doing there. We love you, Charlotte. Uh, Not the Panthers, though. <laughs> shout out also semi-regulars Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Oh. O-Town. Okay, here we go. Newcomers. Here we go. Ooh. First newcomer. Shout out. Palembang, Indonesia. Shout out. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, shout Indonesia. out. Yeah, that's right. That is right. Here we go. Another one. We're going back into the States. Longmont, Colorado. Shout out. Yeah. Not Shortmont, but Longmont. That's right. That is correct. Uh, here we go. We're going to go over to the east now. Maryville, Tennessee. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. That's about okay. that's about 15 miles outside of Pigeon Forge. Uh, Port Forge, land of the classiest amusement go. park, Dollywood. Shout That's right. out. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, then Far Rockaway, New York. Shout out. Yeah. Far, Far Rockaway, New York. It's a very creative name. Yeah, it's like a, wow. It's actually in Queens. Rock is far away. It's in Queens. It's uh just south of the JFK Airport. Yeah. And okay. and then last, Verona, Wisconsin. Shout out to Verona, Wisconsin. Shout yeah. out. My Verona. That's right outside of Madison, where uh, University of Wisconsin is. The badges. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, real quick, we had one survey this week on Instagram. Oh. Yeah. I uh, I told the, I the viewers that, that Big Smo uh, is into legal marijuana. And then I asked them oh, yeah. whether or not they were for medical marijuana or not. Almost unanimous response of yes. The viewers very go. much into medical marijuana. Very much so. We only had one naysayer. I didn't remember his name, though. I didn't write it down. Girl, come on. Uh, yeah. So, sorry. You know what I do have to say, though? I do have to point out I, I'm not a fan of folks looking at the story and not participating mm-hmm. in the survey. Nope. I don't like that. Yeah, that's rude. I don't like that. It's simple. Just press one. It's like one. you asking someone a question in their face, and then they just ignore you. Yeah. And you're like, all right, Ex- screw you. Exactly. Well, I mean, like, come on. How hard is it to press a button? Press a button, man. Literally. What, just tap it. Press a button. I'm not I'm not putting you Close on. Close your eyes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put you on blast. I didn't put any of those people on blast for choosing what they did. No. I'm just saying. Just, Just humor me. Guys, just humor me. Press one. It doesn't even have to be what you think. Just humor me. Nope. Anyways, uh, Dave, here we go. Second birthday suit. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, sir. Born on October 9th, 1952 in London, England. Our birthday suit wears dad was an English music promoter. Birthday suit's father often let violence filter into their home life. In the 1970s, our birthday suit wearer father started managing the band Black Sabbath. And in 1979, Ozzy Osbourne was fired from the band. Well, our birthday suit wearer had watched her father uh, manage these different bands, and she recruited a band and then organized the making of the album Blizzard of Oz That's right. and started to manage Ozzy Osbourne. She married... Ozzy Osbourne in 1982 and has managed his life since. Since she has been on uh, uh, several reality shows. It's hmm? 
Well, I'll let you finish then. Well, America's Got Talent, The X Factor, and Talk. Name that birthday suit wearer. Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne is correct. Yes. Yes, indeed. Sharon. Interesting family, that bunch. Oh. Interesting family. They're an interesting family, all right. They, that's to say the least. Yes, very interesting. That's about the least I can say. Uh, Sharon had, uh, she had the uh, lap band surgery, uh, and she lost like 100 mm-hmm. pounds right before they did the Goodness. show, the Osbournes. And then mm-hmm. she uh, admitted on one uh, TV show, I think it was Dr. Phil, that she's she's had tons of plastic surgery. Word. She loves plastic surgery, and she's not really uh, worried about bringing it up. She's like, yeah, I do that stuff. Mm. So there you go. Weird. That's Sharon. That's Sharon for you, man. Turning the big Happy birthday, though. Six, seven. Six, seven, Sharon. Six, seven. Jeez, you're old. What? <laughs> Heck. Come on. She's married to the Prince of Darkness. She's been around, you know, yeah. and you got to be impressed for how oh, good God. she looks. I mean, even with plastic surgery when you're married to Ozzy. It's got to it's got to it's got to put a toll on you. So for true. Sure. Definitely. For sure. Definitely have to put a toll on you. <laughs> got to put a toll on you, man. Uh Dave, you know, I get edgy. That's right. I say some things. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You're so edgy. Yeah. I mean, I say things that rile up the world. It's water cooler talk. What? Every uh, the next day at work, I don't know if they actually oh, have cool. water cooler talk anymore. But they're like, man. Yeah, they do. That Ben Doc G Gordon, he's a real edgy turd burger, which is an odd thing to say, but that's what they say, Dave. So true. Um, yeah, that's what they say at the non-existent water coolers. Yeah, exactly. That's a fact. And we all know. Did they 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 get that that fuel for that talk from a segment we call mm-hmm. Master Clickbaiter. There we go. Oh yeah. The most contentious, the most salacious, the most controversial, the most titillating. Get ready for the doc to wow you in a segment called the Master Clickbaiter. Dave, this time I have to admit, I was clickbaited. What? Yeah. Oh, you hate to see it. Yeah, I was clickbaited, but then I decided I'm going to make somebody clickbait from the clickbait that I went on. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I'm the fish that ate the worm on the hook that's now holding another worm in my fin so that I can catch somebody else as I get pulled in. That's what I'm doing. Word. That's what I'm doing. There you go. So you know I'm a fan of list rankings, right? I like those. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I hopped on the old internet machine the other day, and I saw some clickbait from Men's Health of all places. Yeah. Okay. And, Reliable source. And, and Men's Health said that they had a ranking of every Joker from film and TV, from worst to best. Hmm. So wow, that's a weird. So I was like, "All right, them. I got to check it out. I got to check this out." And uh, Evan Romano was the author from Men's Men's Health. He crafted this. So I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll leave out the ones that nobody cares about, like the the bottom like eight. Nobody cares about those ones mm-hmm. that they haven't really heard about. Um, I'll give you the top right. three. 
Number three, yeah. the new Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. That's number three. Mm-hmm. Number two, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, Batman 1989. Yeah. Number one, yep. Heath Ledger, Dark Knight. Now, yeah, sure. Now, I would like to preface this with the fact this list had no data. Nope. It had no awards. Nope. Had no survey information. This nope. data was done on personal preference of Mr. Romano. Girl, come on! And I've got to say, Mr. Romano would have been better if he would have used data. That's right. Uh, because i got to say, my yeah. personal preference... Who doesn't love data? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> better. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Jack Nicholson yeah, Joker, as time, better. As time passes... You know, people forget how good they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You haven't let me explain here. Let me explain, Dave. Um, here's what Romano says. He says, uh, Phoenix and Leto, Jared Leto, uh, which I didn't mention because he was in below the top three, they tried to totally mm-hmm. transform the Joker into someone new. But Nicholson's portrayal is simpler. It's basically Evil Jack. And you know what I say to that? No. You're wrong, Mr. Romano. You've got to go deeper than that. If you want simple, you go to Heath Ledger's version. So true. He was basically an anarchist joker that is scary for being scary for scary's sake. That's it. Is it entertaining? Yes. Okay. But does it deserve explanation? No. You get exactly what it is from the start. He's a crazy person that's evil. That's it. That's You don't need to go any deeper than that. Now... Let's go to Jack Nicholson's portrayal, okay? It's not Evil Jack. Nope. Mm-hmm. Jack was already evil. He was a mobster, yes! okay? He's evil, mm-hmm. but once he turned into Joker, Joker, he was portrayed as fun. And Batman turned him into the Joker. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, when Bruce Wayne deep. was a kid, his parents were killed by Jack Napier before he was Joker. So they made each other. It's a circular, it's a reciprocal event here. And on top of this, the Joker and Batman represent the conscience of good and evil in a person. So true. Joker is evil, but he's likable. Everybody wants to be around him. He throws parties. He gives out money. He dances, but he's planning on killing everyone at the end of the party. Wait, what? It's the Mm -hmm. same way doing Mm -hmm. the wrong thing sometimes presents itself in life. You want to do something wrong because it's awesome, but the ramifications of that are really bad, right? On the other hand, Batman is boring, stern, and scary, like doing the right thing often is. They represent good and evil here. There are so many layers. Jack Nicholson plays a Joker that you definitely want to hang out with if you weren't worried he was going to kill you. I mean, who doesn't want to go into a museum, dance around a prince in a purple suit, and spray paint things? That's awesome. Who doesn't (laughs) want to do that? That sounds great. Now, if Mr. Romano wanted to make the point that Dark Knight had a better Joker, he could have pointed out the fact that Heath Ledger won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and the movie doubled the sales of Batman 1989. That would be a better, better argument. Because Jack Nicholson's Joker has complexity. It has depth that is intricately woven into the story of the movie. Heath Ledger's Joker is just a no-name anarchist that has no depth. Don't get me wrong, Dave. Heath played him well. 
He's played him as good as you could possibly play that character, but the character mm -hmm. had a ceiling, my friend. So true. He couldn't pass the ceiling of the story of that character. Do you see what I'm saying there? Yes! You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. That was very deep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Now that I've released that firestorm into the internet space, Dave, we better prepare for our interview. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to prepare for our interview? Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll have the lead singer of the Vagabonds, Mr. Danny Allen, right here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show. This week, we are joined by the lead singer and songwriter for the terrific Southern rock band, The Vagabonds, Mr. Daniel Allen. Danny, how's it going? Hmm. Oh, I'm doing great. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Awesome. So uh, let's talk about the band first off. You guys, you've been a band for better part of the decade. Uh, band originally met in Auburn, uh, Alabama. 2009 and from what i could understand you had two bands originally that sort of merged together you had uh danny and the tanks and top house coming together and they were what formed the vagabonds is that correct you nailed it awesome yep. man well fun fact yesterday i checked out the the myspace page of Danny and the Tanks. Say it's what? still out there <laughs> is it really it's still out there oh, yeah man we were we were uh, very amateur, but having a lot of fun. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, Some I, of my most fun in a band ever. That was, that, that was guys that I grew up with. And yeah, they were just going around these colleges and rocking cover songs and original tunes too. Yeah. So yeah, we were I, well, I was a little having a blast. I was a little upset because, you know, that, that recently happened that they actually stopped supporting the music on MySpace. So I could see the, I could see the songs... But I couldn't actually listen to them. Now I could see the, I could see the, I could see the pictures. I did see some, like, like you said, <laughs> some good times. Probably some crazy pictures of us partying. Yeah, yeah, it's some, you know, it was some late aughts, <laughs> some dudes just rocking out in the in the late two thousands there, just uh, having That's a good it, time. Man. What it seemed, man. Um, oh yeah. So uh, about Danny and the Tanks uh, before that. What what got you into music originally? Where did you uh, originally start playing, and and what was the tipping point that you said, you know what, I gotta I gotta do this as a career? Hmm. I originally started playing uh, bass guitar in my church hmm. praise band and like uh, the the youth church group there. Yeah. And the drummer in Danny and the Tanks is actually the drummer, one of my best friends. Brett, um, he lived right down the road from me, probably half a mile. Mm -hmm. And so we got into playing music together, and uh, joined the church praise band, playing mm -hmm. bass guitar. That was that was my first love. Yeah. And uh, then I moved up to Auburn yeah. whenever I graduated high school and got into college. And I just kept I had my own little eight track recorder, so I would pretty much lock myself in my room and record. For extended periods of time when i should be studying and doing <laughs> homework and writing papers and <laughs> now, luckily somehow by the grace of god i 
graduated, <laughs> but even even before that, we started Danny in the Tanks right when I was probably a uh, junior in college there at Auburn, and then I graduated that, and once I graduated, you know, it was 2008, yeah. and not many jobs out there at that point. Mm, pretty low point, so yeah. I was, I was uh, making probably as much money as I could make at a desk job playing in Danny and the Tanks and just going around and hitting these college towns. Yeah. So I figured, you know what? I'm having a blast. I'm going to keep doing this. And then I met the guys from the Vegabonds, our top house, and yeah. we formed the Vegabonds. Nice. And that's when I knew, you know, pretty pretty much straight straight off the bat that we had something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started writing original music, I mean, straight away. And the first year, we had our first album. So Nice. Now, I thought that was pretty pretty good uh a route to yeah well two two questions about that one were you you weren't uh were you at college for music or was it another degree no yeah no i uh i have a marketing degree business Ah. marketing well you know that can come in handy in a band oh yeah i've used it Um, i've used it a lot now the other question is is where did you make the transition to singer and and you know uh, a guitarist? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, whenever I started, I had uh, two of my buddies in high school that I was playing around in a band with, and mm-hmm. they were great singers. So I never really needed to sing. And like I said, I played bass whenever I first started. So yeah, I was kind of in the background, and yeah, I played bass in my first bands too. Um, I started singing basically when I went to college because I kept I wanted to keep doing like playing gigs and you know and I didn't have anybody that would sing so <laughs> I was like well if I want to I want to keep doing this I better learn how to sing yeah and uh I could hit notes here and there and I knew I could get there but I was pretty terrible man at the beginning <laughs> I ain't gonna lie I listened back to some of those old ones and I'm just like what did I find in there that was good (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah just kept doing it and eventually people started saying you know they like the way I sound and everything confidence starts growing and now here we are 10 12 years later yeah so it was mainly out of necessity that you sort of started yeah man totally I, I heard uh, in another interview you, you mentioned the Kings of Leon as far as an inspiration. Uh, was was that inspiration singing or just inspiration in, in music uh, in general? Originally, when I first heard it, it was the singing because, yeah. you know, K- Caleb doesn't really have the purest of voices. Yeah. It's got that, you know, it's just got a rough sound to yeah. it. And I knew that, you know, I could kind of mimic that. Mm-hmm. I could get there as far as... I, but then when you dig into his voice, it's like, wow, he is a great singer. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, and he, he like yourself, surface, he's worked a lot, too, at it. You can tell, I mean, obviously. And and in in every aspect their their band has worked a lot on it it's 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 uh yeah. know, night and day from their first album to where they're at now right. so a little bit different but on the surface on the surface of his voice is just very raw and mm-hmm. very like unhinged mm-hmm. and i knew that i could do that too so nice. it was it was a big inspiration and i love their sound too yeah they're my favorite band 
Very nice. Very well. Well, I was gonna. That sort of leads into the next question there. As far as the vagabonds are are classified as as southern rock. I mean, that's what you guys have on the uh, on the uh, web page. Uh, if I were to ask you, as far as top three. Top three quintessential Southern rock bands, hmm. uh, and you don't. If you don't want to do quintessential, you can just say the three that inspired the Vagabonds the most. Who would be your three go-to Southern rock bands hmm. or artists? Well, for me, from my perspective, it would be like I said, Kings of Leon, mm-hmm. which you know they're considered Southern rock oh, in yeah. some circles, mm-hmm. especially um, those first albums. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the Almond Brothers were a big influence mm-hmm. because our guitarist Richard loves the Almond Brothers. That's what he—that's his background, where he comes from. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Tom Petty. Nice. Those would be the three. Very nice. Well, we'll get to your uh, cover of uh, of Tom here in just a little bit. Uh, but cool. I had I had all I had all my my I started thinking about it after I wrote the question. I was like, man. Who would I put there? I was like, I got so many people to choose. Skinnerd, Almond Brothers, <laughs> Marshall Tucker, Blackberry Smoke, Black Crows. I mean, Outlaws. Yeah, just... and I love all those guys. We just kind of do it a little different than the traditional Southern rock, but we're still grouped into Southern rock because oh, yeah. we play rock and roll music and You're from my, the South. I'm from Alabama. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't, can't get rid of this. Can't fake plane. it, man. Can't oh, yeah, you can't fake it. <laughs> so, so was it right after college, uh, after as far as the Vagabonds being formed, that you guys decided to move up to Nashville, or was that a little bit later on as far as the evolution? Hmm. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't move to Nashville till 2012. So we stayed in Auburn okay. for three years. Or Auburn was our home base. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we so, may, we mainly stayed in the southeast at that point. We did one European tour before we went to uh before we took off to Nashville. Nice. But other than that, that was that was a real eye opener because before we went to Europe we'd only seen Alabama, Tennessee and Georgia. <laughs> primarily. Yeah, that that's gotta be a big swing for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, now when you went to Nashville, saying you went in two thousand twelve you know, it's 2019. Have you seen a big change in the city? Because I feel like, yeah, since since, since the last like the last time I was in Nashville, I was like, whoa, the in this place. It's like you get down oh, to Broadway yeah, and it feels like you know Bourbon Street on steroids with more music. Like it's it's Jeez. it's crazy there now. Have you seen a change in those seven years? Hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, been crazy. Where would I you? Think s- they left. Last last I heard, there was over a hundred people a day moving to Nashville. Man, and you can tell. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Where where would you say your favorite place to play in Nashville is? Hmm. Uh, it changes. Right now, it's probably the Basement East. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of good bands. We actually just had Trigger Hippie on the show, and they they play a oh, lot yeah. at at the Basement. Um, now, obviously, since we have a lot of music guests on the show, we've had a lot from Nashville. And uh, I always ask them about their favorite places to eat because I love to talk food. And you guys have a hot sauce, which I'm going to bring up here in just a second. But as far as that goes, if I'm coming to Nashville and I say, Danny, I've got one meal in Nashville, where should I eat? Where are you going to tell me that's what you got to do, man? Hmm. Uh, 
Man, there's so many good ones. I'm probably going to take you to Martin's Barbecue, though. Martin's Bar... Ooh, that's a, that's a new one. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Martin's Barbecue. Is that there's a-, a couple in Nashville, and then I live down in Spring Hill, which is probably 30 minutes south of Nashville. Uh-huh. And we have one out here. My wife and I eat... <laughs> Probably too much Martins. <laughs> now is that is that like a, a standard sort of three meat, uh, sort of uh, a three three meat side sort of deal? Uh, uh, yeah, barbecue? you can do that. Nice, nice. Yeah. I like it. Now, speaking of food, I'm gonna have to try it. I got it circled now. Martins I haven't been there, man. That's uh, right. <laughs> now, speaking of food, uh, you guys have your own hot sauce, actually named after your song "Georgia Fire," made by Pulp. Uh, in Atlanta, what made you uh, jump into the hot sauce game? Did they uh, did they contact you and were like, "Hey, we want to make a hot sauce with you guys"? Hmm, it's it's a cool story. We had talked about doing a hot sauce for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and uh, we were recording a couple of songs in Atlanta with our producer Tom Tapley, and he mm-hmm. had moved into a new building. It's kind of like a warehouse type mm-hmm. thing. Actually, the guys from Mastodon on it. He does all their records too. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I noticed so, they. I noticed they also have a, a, a sauce as well. Word. Yep. Yeah. And so we come into this new studio, and we know Tom already, but he's got these other two guys sitting in the studio with him. And so I just figure they're assistants for Tom. Yeah. So you know we're we're in the studio, start playing our songs, and I'm bouncing ideas off this guy. I'm like what do you think of, you know, how would this part sound or how should I play this? Yeah. And he's, he's going back and forth with me. He's like, I think that's a good idea. Everything was a good (laughs) idea. Almost like a yes, man. I'm like, I like this guy. This guy's (laughs) awesome for the studio. Hey, he he thinks, he thinks everything I come up with is awesome. Sweet. And then he leaves for a little while and I'm like, oh, he's not working. He, and Tom goes, oh no, he runs a bottling service up top he does his own <laughs> hot sauces and kombucha and all this other stuff i'm like what <laughs> so anyway he just wanted to listen to some tunes yeah so nick ends up hanging out with us all weekend while we're recording and he lets us try his hot sauce that yeah. he's already made from pulp yeah and everything kombucha as well yeah and it was all really good yeah and so we just mentioned it to him we said you know we've been wanting to do a hot sauce and he's like well i already do one for mastodon y'all come check it out and see what you think and then we told him what we wanted out of the hot sauce which yeah. was uh the georgia peaches and habanero and he Sweet. said no problem he can make it and nice. then two weeks later Two weeks later, we had our first test bottle. Nice. I mean, it was really quick turnaround. Yeah. 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 Now, now he's doing blackberry smokes and every man. So he's getting into man band Sa- game. Sa- serendipitous too. You guys are wanting to make a, a hot sauce, and all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. Hot sauce maker. Oh yeah. Comes to comes it was to you. To yeah, exactly, yeah. man. <laughs> and hats off to Pulp. They are a zero waste company, producing zero waste on that too. So they may they do right. a solid job of making that hot sauce. Uh. So your band, uh, it's all constantly working, man, and it's constantly working its way to the top. You guys still do a ton of shows a year. That's your 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 money maker. You do you know hundreds hundreds sometimes over a uh, hundred shows a, a year. So true. And you got to play with some pretty great bands along the way. Some of those greats that we talked about, 
uh, as far as uh, as far as the best of Southern rock, Leonard Skinner, you got to play with uh, Greg Almond. You got to open for uh, with Greg Almond being, you know, who he is in Southern rock and and being before he passed away. Sadly, what what did you uh, did you take something from that? What did you learn from that experience? And uh, did you get to share any words with Greg uh, when you opened for him? Hmm. Yeah, um, so we played our show opening up directly for Greg and friends, mm-hmm. and um, it was down in West Palm Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. at Sunfest is what it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to stand backstage, we talked to Butch Trucks, and he was, <laughs> this was back in 2011, all right? Yeah. And he was already predicting, it was crazy, man, looking back on it, we had, we didn't think, we thought he was just talking crazy, honestly, <laughs> but Butch Trucks predicted Donald Trump being president in 2011 in 2011 what wow. to us for some random reason we didn't ask i mean he's just spouting off stuff and he predicted that well so that i mean as as thing. as famous as famous as a guy as he is you'd probably remember him saying that just because you were remembering that you know if that well, we was were all, we all, if that was anybody yeah. else that you were talking about you would have completely forgot about it but since it, it was him you were like okay i'll take a note donald trump got it yeah okay. we were well <laughs> it was just out of it was out of nowhere and we all just kind of looked at each other like what did he just say yeah like that sounds crazy yeah but that was that was pretty funny yeah and then uh after the show it was cool because my parents came down it was our first real big show opening for Greg. Yeah. And so I got to stand with my dad backstage as he's playing Melissa, which is nice. my dad's favorite song. Yeah. So that was a cool moment. Very nice. And then after the show, you know, we're kind of all standing there like a bunch of school kids waiting on Greg to walk by. Yeah. And here, here he comes out of the backstage area, and his assistant was like, sorry, guys, he's going to, you know, this is back when he was real sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she said sorry he's not feeling good he's gonna go on to the bus and he said no no i'll stop and take a picture (laughs) and so that was really cool he stopped and take took a picture with us didn't really talk too much he just i remember he said keep on smiling boys man and just walked off man yeah he's uh from from everything i've always got to hear about him he seems uh, just as nice as as he seemed on stage you know, we had uh, we had Charlie on from Blackberry Smoke, and I mean, you know, they got to record uh, the song "Free on a Wing" with him before he passed away, and he basically gave all of his time acting like he wasn't sick, which he obviously knew his his time was near, and he still he still dedicated all that time to the song, which just sort of speaks to the guy. So that's that's awesome that you got oh, that yeah. chance before before he passed away. Um, yeah, from my from my personal experience, he was a super nice guy. Very nice. Well, speaking of uh, Southern Rock royalty, your most recent release is a cover of uh, Tom Petty, You Wreck Me. So true. Uh, which I will say, back in the day, the band I was in, we were huge fans of covering that jam. So when I saw you come out with that, I was like, oh, man, awesome. <laughs> it's bringing back the feels here. Uh, what yeah. what made you uh which what made you want to cover the Gainesville legend and and you chose you wreck me you know which is it's obviously a single of his but it's not one of the bigger ones was there what was the reasoning behind that choice hmm 
Well, we, like I said, Tom Petty's a big influence on our band. Yeah. He's probably one of the top three. Mm-hmm. And we've always covered Tom Petty, whether it be You Wreck Me or Won't Back Down or uh, uh-huh. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Mm-hmm. We've done all those, and probably more than I'm not even thinking about. But You Wreck Me has always been one of our most favorite songs to play, period, because it's such a fun song to mm-hmm. jam. Oh, yeah. rocking. That's right. Oh, yeah. So when it, when it came time to do another cover... That was kind of a no-brainer for us. Very nice, very nice. Well, let's talk about the newest album, V, came out last year. Your fifth record, that's why it's V, also for Vega Bonds. Uh, you guys teamed up again, like you were saying, with Tom, who is uh, who is your uh, producer, who's worked with huge artists as an engineer and producer. Bruce Springsteen, Sugarland, Pearl Jam, Blackberry Smoke. Uh, now, I heard... Uh, you actually are in debt to Tom's niece because she was the one that told him to work with you guys. Is that true? Hmm. That would have to be true. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, so kind he was a, he was on like the a, fence. He heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Now, what would you say as far as Tom's tutelage? What 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 have what sort of has he taught you the most? As far as, you know, taking that creativity of yours and putting it down on record. Hmm. I think Tom's great for us because he lets us kind of spread our wings and do our own thing. Uh, He has great input where it needs to come in, but it's like a partnership thing in the studio. Yeah. And uh, he's a very, very positive, energetic guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's also laid back at the same time, which is kind of how we all are too. Yeah, we don't need somebody high strung in the studio. It wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be uh, very good for us. Exactly, man. Well, it's a fantastic album. We heard "Partying with Strangers" earlier. We're gonna hear "Traveling Man" here in a bit. Uh, I did want to bring up. I noticed. I noticed something about the band. I noticed uh, Paul. He's been uh, he's been rocking the stash a lot recently. Word. Um, <laughs> Was now oh, yeah. was that band approved? Did he come to you guys and was like, "Hey guys, I'm planning on growing a sweet flavor saver. Are you guys down with this?" <laughs> or was it just all of a sudden he was like, "It's time, stash is out." Hmm. Well, the first time we saw him in a stash, we all shaved a mustache back yeah. on our European tour. I think nice. It was, it was the first one, 2012. Yeah, at the end of the. At the end of the tour, we all shaved a stash for Very like the nice. last couple of shows. Nice. And so, I remember saying back then, hey, PB, you need to wreck that stash, man. It looks good on you. That's nice. right. And so, it took him a couple of years, but he came around. It's kind of a trend now, so he can, he yeah. can rock it. Yeah, he gives you a real 70s flair with that with that stash. Oh, yeah, know? man. Now, now here in Jacksonville, though, we've got a little mustache mania going on right now because you know, thanks to Minshew, I, know, I heard. Yeah, they, they everybody's wanting my my co-host was like, "Hey, next week I'm coming in stash," and I was like, "Oh, all right, <laughs> all right, if you want to, you rock it, man." I, I was you like, it if "You're gonna do it." But if you if you, you put it all on Minshew and he starts doing bad, then it's gonna look weird. So you better just own it, like you said. <laughs> you better say, "I'm just exactly. rocking a stash for a stash." Uh, so for all those, hey man, li- I, mm, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I know a lot of people with stash. I think it, Hey, hey can rock it. my dad, a long time told me he's had a, he's had a mustache for 50 years. So true. And you know, I asked him why I had a mustache and he was like, well, it, uh, two things. One, um, it covers up your ugly, Sweet. uh, two, <laughs> you have to do less shaving. And I was like, Hey. Both of those things sound good. I like it. So I took him a step further and just went full beard. 
even easier. There you go. Even easier. There you go. Uh, so all the listeners in Jacksonville area, these guys, uh, the Vagabonds, are going to be here at the baseball grounds. Uh, very exciting at the start of November. That's right. Um, uh, as as far as that show is, uh, how how did that come about? As far as playing at the baseball uh, baseball grounds. Hmm. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just got a call from our booking agent. Nice. But we are playing. Yeah, we are playing with our buddies, Kendall Street Company. So yes. that'll be a good show. We've we've went on tour with those guys before, and it's going to be a great little pairing definitely and, uh, we'll rock the afternoon yeah definitely it's going to be a good time the listeners need to come out to that now i noticed the week after that you're playing at the university of alabama um yeah is that allowed for an auburn band like hmm. are you guys going to wear all auburn stuff how does that go down no we try to keep it cordial when, <laughs> when we first started back in 20, uh, yeah, 2009. Yeah. We played more in Tuscaloosa than we did in Auburn. Oh, come on. Nice. Well, you know. Who, we almost considered getting an apartment there. Well, <laughs> I, so much. Who, whoever wants the who want, wants to hear the band, they went out. So Yeah, uh, if, exactly. If Alabama wants to hear it, they get to hear it, man. Now, the even cooler show, the, the even cooler show that I noticed, you're doing the Tabernacle show with Blackberry Smoke, which is their their homecoming, basically every year, Sweet. their Thanksgiving show. You're doing the thirtieth, uh, November thirtieth, uh, which, which is a huge, huge show for them. Like that's their big deal. Um, how did you How did you find out about that show? Is that another one that your booking agent was just like, "Hey, you guys are doing this show because that's a that's an awesome opportunity right there." Yeah, we've always been intertwined with Blackberry Smoke in weird ways like through tom and through different booking agents and through even friends that know mutual friends yeah and so it's been we've played a couple of festival festivals with them before but we always wanted to get a show we could jump on and yeah. so we've been hitting them up offering you know for our opening services but yeah man it was like a it was a cool little call whenever they said we're doing the homecoming show. Definitely. Like you said, that is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the Tabernacle is, is you know, it's 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 up there as far as uh, great venues to play. Tabernacle, the Fox, those are those are two oh, yeah. uh, staples of Atlanta. So it's definitely going to be. Our, yeah, Atlanta's our biggest market, too. So we're just happy to bring a big show to Atlanta. You definitely. know, we usually play smaller smaller clubs and pack them out but it'll be very i've never been to the tabernacle period to even see a show so it, it'd be a cool first experience there. it's it's definitely it's definitely a cool venue to see a show and to play in and my guess would be they're they've already sold out that show i, I don't know do you know yeah yeah th yeah they yeah. have yeah they, they they sell it out months and months in advance so uh whoever got those tickets get ready for a good show you're definitely going to win over some uh some Blackberry Smoke listeners uh, have them listen to the Vagabonds as well, for sure. That's right. Um, oh, yeah. Danny, we are up against a break, man, but I want to thank you for being on the show. It has been a pleasure. Well, I do appreciate it. Thanks for having me on today. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to Jacksonville. For sure. Fun. 
for sure. Everybody get your tickets out there. November 2nd, it's going to be a good time. Listeners, make sure you get your copy of V. It's out now. You can go stream You Wreck Me on all your streaming services. You can check everything Vagabonds related at thevagabonds.com. And on Instagram, you can follow them at thevagabonds. Right now, we're going to hear Traveling Man by the Vagabonds right here on the Doc G Show. Coming down from New York City Through those Carolina trees Hey Georgia, did you miss me? I'm faster than the breeze I've been running down these back roads Like a traveling man will do I keep on punching on this time clock I work on a dream and I pay my dues There's money left in Memphis if a man can't sing the blues I caught some hell in Birmingham when a woman made me choose Between the leaving and the staying I did what a traveling man will do I keep on punching on this time clock I work on a dream and I pay my dues Till I hear my name at heaven's gates It's all bright lights and gasoline Truck stops and coffee beans I bleed for what I do And that's the truth I'll run my race until my work is through Like a traveling man will do California got me loose I found love in South Dakota So I brought her home with me I keep on punching on this time clock And working on this dream And I keep on rolling Up and down these interstates I got to keep on going Till I hear my And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard 
some jams by the Vagabonds right there. Thanks to Danny for coming on the show. Fantastic guy. Fantastic interview. Yeah, man. We need to check out that show there at the baseball grounds. I think that'll be a good time. That just sounds... Right, we do. That just sounds nice, you know? Uh, a, a nice fall day in Jacksonville on the on the baseball grounds with some sweet southern rock going. That's right. It sounds jumbo shrimp and and vag- vega bombs. You know what I mean? Like, how can yeah. that be bad? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, so uh, you know, I I also want to try out their hot sauce. So true. I'm I'm sort of interested. Oh, yeah. In it. I'm not. I I will be honest though. I'm, I'm not a, a big test. on sweet heat. You know. I'm not really big. I'm on a. I'm a savory heat guy. I like a savory hot. I don't like a sweet hot. So I'm not really uh, a hot person. I'm kind of a wuss with hot, but oh. I'm down to you know try it, man. Give it a taste. Give it a do. It's got habanero, so it'll it'll have some heat. I mean, it's no so true. It's no ghost chili. Phil Collin from Def Leppard tear you up stuff, but you know. Wait, what? It's it's got <laughs> habanero in it. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty pretty toasty, man. But make sure you check out their album, guys. It's out now. Five. It's a good one. Thanks to Danny Allen. Hopefully we'll have him on again soon. Um, yeah, for sure. Dave. Hmm. The last birthday suit. Are you ready? Uh, let's go, man. Three for three. Okay, this one's going to be the toughest. And that's saying something okay. because those other ones, they weren't, they weren't toss-ups the for you. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Born on October 9th, 1976 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer was the youngest of three. He loved performing and started performing at the Improv Comedy at 16. He started performing stand-up at 18, and at the age of 20, he moved to New York to do comedy. Then, not long after, he actually moved to Los Angeles. He made his first half-hour comedy special in 2001. In 2003, he made what could be arguably his most famous appearance on Reno 911 as Terry Bernardino, a flamboyant gigolo who is often wearing roller skates. Word. He then worked with Adam Sandler and has released several movies with Adam Sandler, including The uh, Benchwarmers and Grandma's Boy. Name that birthday suit wearer. Mm, I can picture the dude's face, but I don't have his name. I'll give you initials. Uh, Justin would know this. So true. Let's see if the initials get it. N.S. N.S. Uh, I want to say it's Nick. Yep, yep, correct. Uh, oh, oh, I, yeah, I hear it. I hear it. It's coming. Yeah, it's like it's like Swuss. It's, it's got like a he's got like a weird name. Close enough, Swartzen. Close enough. There we Swartzen. go, Swartzen. Now you had uh, you had swore. It counts. That counts. Yes. That's three. Nick okay. swore. You I'll had take swore. It. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice. There we go. He uh, <laughs> Nick is hilarious. I love I love his Funny stand up. Um, I also love his movies. Grandma's Boy is awesome. Um, turning the big four three. Four three. Jeez. You know, uh, Damn, Nick dang. also loves Younger to drink. He loves to drink. Oh, I, does he? 
I think he needs to take. I think he needs to take the pedal off the drinking just a tad. Wait, what? Just a tad. It seems. It seems to be wearing him down. So maybe for this birthday, um, just just birthday cake. Just a nice, maybe? yeah, cake in time with the family. There you go. I like it. Or do whatever you want. It's your birthday, Nick. I don't know what I'm saying. You do whatever you want. It's <laughs> not my birthday. Party the way you want to party. Anyways, happy Rock birthday, out with your Nick. Socks out. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Big sir. Four three. 40, uh, 43, yep. Dave, this is where I tell you about the awesome shows we come we have coming up. And I actually me, misspoke. Um, last week, I realized last week I was advertising Doug Seegers like it was going to be this week when really we had the Vagabonds coming. Girl, come on! I, I totally mm. stepped on the Vagabonds' toes by saying that Doug Seegers was coming this week. Well, I was wrong. I Doug Seegers is off. now coming this coming week. That's right. Next week. And I'm very excited about this. He's going to play songs for us. We're going to have live performances on the show. He is going to play First his time. jams in the show for us. These are going to be specifically Doc G originals. Say what? Can you believe that? That's happening. Crazy, man. That's happening. Hats off to Doug for coming on the show. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be a great show. After that, we've got some other greats coming on. We've got the Shook Twins coming on. We've got the Fantastic Negrito coming on the show. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, and the Fantastic Negrito, he's won a Grammy. That's right. Say what? Grammy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. You're delivering again, Doc. That's right. Pretty ridiculous, man. I am very excited, but we're going to have to save it until next week. So, until then, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles, Berlin. It may not be a victory week, no. but oh. Minshew Mania still lives. That's true. So as true. As long as he has a mustache, it's going to live. I don't care if he's horrible. Oh, yeah. I'll still respect him with a, without a must. Not saying that he's horrible, Dave. Just saying no, I don't care all. if he is. I'm still going to love him for the mustache and the mustache alone. That's right. The mustache Amen. makes the man. That's what I say. Word. Anyways. There you go. Until next week, guys. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.